everyone. I'm here with Taina Katola, and I'm Katya Slivinskaya, and um, we are going to talk today about the kind of broader cosmology that third stage astrology operates within. So in my time um, being blessed enough to study with Taina, it's been some years now, and you know, I will periodically ask questions such as I imagine many of you who have either watched the third stage astrology videos or maybe you've read Tina's book, Sun Signs Portrait of the Soul. But some of these questions may have arisen for you um, about just sort of where the signs come from, how do we choose them, um, do we just go round and round with, you know, doing the signs or is there something beyond the signs? And so I wanted to really, you know, we wanted to take it out a little bit broader than, than the information that you've gotten in the videos so far. So shall we? Sure. <laughs> Great Perfect. <answer>. Yes. <laughs> awesome. Okay. So um, Tina, um, I guess the first thing I'll ask is, you know, some, uh, one question people ask me is, you know, how do we either choose or get assigned the signs that we're going to um, mm -hmm. incarnate under? Okay. Well, we definitely don't get assigned them. We do choose them. The first thing, mm -hmm. the first thing that comes to mind with that question. And the way that we choose them, you know, to answer that question, we almost have to look at an even bigger, broader picture, which is that we all have our own truly independent, unique individuality that we are in the process of evolving. So each of these signs represents a, a relatively short-term medium for the evolution of that broader individuality. So if we're looking at staying in one sign for day nine or 10 lifetimes, that's a really short-term experience for the soul. Because <laughs> our souls are pretty infinite. So a lot, the, the way we choose it is basically by a kind of inner calling of what is it I really desiring to move towards next. And that desire really comes from that inner knowing we all have about what our true identity is. So our desires are a reflection of our soul. They are a reflection of our divine imperative. And they are, our, our desires really come from, you could say they come from God because there is a larger whole, the greater divinity that we are a part of, that acts and expresses through us, also acts and expresses as us. So desire is a, the leading edge, you know, the, the very tip of the, of the wave of evolution pulls us forward by desire. So basically we choose the next sign based on what we want next. So I have mm -hmm. already put my request in <laughs> for what sign I want to be next, which one I like the, you know, I like the experience of the best and which expresses what I'm now leaning towards. So even if it's going to take a little while before I do that sign, that's the one I'm going to head towards. <laughs> so, and it's, it's interesting because it, it is the sign that, that people choose the least often in our current, in our current reality which makes sense because I'm always doing that. I'm always going against the herd anyway. <laughs> Do you want to tell people what that sign is? Sagittarius. That's the sign I want next. <laughs> so, okay. So you know for a fact that you have not been a Sagittarius yet. 
I know for a fact that I have not been a Sagittarius in any kind of recent time, but that's an mm -hmm. interesting question that you brought that interesting that you brought that up because I have a sun in Aries and moon in Pisces. So Pisces was the sign I was before I'm the sign I am now. But I always used to keep looking at Capricorn and going, you know, it feels like there's a Capricorn component to my soul. I think even though it doesn't show up in my chart, I probably was a Capricorn relatively recently. And when I have, that is actually another, another video that we should definitely put on the list to bring out pretty soon. My, my own experience with reincarnation there's mm -hmm. enormous history there <clears throat> it does play into how third stage astrology was discovered or recovered anyway my own past life history and being able to see other people's as a result but anyway over all the years that i had been sort of working on making discoveries about my past lives i did find the person i was two lifetimes ago who was you know rel somewhat well known well known enough that there's enough history about that person and a birth date and of course that person was a Capricorn. It's like yeah I knew I had Capricorn in there but when it comes to Sagittarius no I don't have a sense that it's in my history. Mm -hmm. It's something that, that uh, I'm just drawn to because mm -hmm. I want to do next and part of it's I've got a little bit of a cheat sheet to be honest with you because some signs have have certain types of suffering that I just like no thank you I don't want to go through that. Yes. <laughs> And so, right. So by knowing and understanding third stage astrology, you can know what you're willing to go through to get the lesson and what you're not. And, and actually you're giving us the cheat sheet too. You, exactly. So yeah. in 200 years, there'll be lots of Sagittarius is born. <laughs> yeah. Well, um, that's interesting. I mean, I wonder if there can be any kind of objective agreement on how bad the suffering is in any one of these signs or whether it's really just personal preference, you know, that's I wouldn't mind that one so much. <laughs> yeah, for sure. I think there's a part, there's a part to play in that for sure. Hmm. So do we, is there any kind of like a contractual soul obligation to go through all of the signs or? No. Mm -hmm. No, there is not. Because once again, if you look at the signs as being colors in a paint box, if you're mm -hmm. going to paint a painting, you know, a lot of artists may use most of those colors. Some artists will only use a couple of colors. You know, there's some beautiful artworks that maybe only have two or three colors in the entire, in the entire painting, but it's a gorgeous painting. So there, I have seen souls that have come through and just done two signs and then they're off. <laughs> That's it. And then, yes. And then where are they off to? Like, what's, what's next? I don't really know. I mean, that one that I had seen was, was a yogic master. Mm -hmm. And when I looked at their soul history, I could see, oh, yeah, they just did those two signs. And then I don't know where they went off to, but they're done. Now, there is one of the questions that you did have on your list has to do with, do we just keep going around and around and around the signs? And no, okay. we do not just keep going around and around and around the signs. There is a point where we do achieve a level of spiritual mastery that transcends the human experience. Okay. And so when we are no longer living as homo sapiens, we are no longer living within that, within that context. And what we do have access to are all of the archetypes at will, instead of coming in and having these life experience in specific signs. But yes. we don't want that until we've, until we've squeezed all the juice out of this experience, right? Yes, that makes <laughs> sense. Yep. 
Yeah. And so, yeah, I know another one of the questions that people have often asked and that you had on your list that, that relates to this is, do we do signs more than once? And yes, we definitely can do that. I mean, people can go many times around the zodiac and, and there's no right or wrong to any of this. So if this yogic master came and just did two signs like bouncing a, bouncing a rock off the surface of the water, that's fine for that soul. And if some souls have gone three or four times around the zodiac and in, in multiple order, that is exactly the colors that soul needed in order to fulfill the expression of its overall ultimate individuality. Right. So it's right. super important. I mean, astrology, you know, when, when astrologers get to really learn the subject, to me, one of the things that it gives us is a tremendous amount of something that goes far beyond tolerance because it's a complete understanding of how unique each individual is and how perfect that individuality is in its own way. It really, you really lose all judgment. You lose all sense of competition. So it, it, it's important to realize it's never a race because mm -hmm. one of the ways that third stage astrology can very easily be abused is for people to think, well, third stage people are superior. I want to be a third stage person because then I won't feel bad about myself and I'll be better than other people. And second yes. stage people are bad. And, and second stage people can be very difficult for second, third stage people. <laughs> As their second, third stage people can be very difficult for second stage people. And there's a bit of an, an automatic bias that results from that, the way those, those, those different stages bounce off of each other, but they all have their own perfect experience, their own perfect expression. So it's not a race, but you know so, something that people ask too is, well, how do I know what stage I'm in? And, and I did uh, interview earlier today with, with my friend Michael, who's third stage Scorpio. And one of the things I said is one of the easiest ways to determine whether or not you are in third stage is, are you happy? That is one of the, that is the most important reason to try and get into third stage if you're not there is to be happy. <laughs> Yeah. But, it, but still, it's not a competitive thing. It never should be. Yeah. And, you know, something that you've said and that makes so much sense is when you first encounter the system, it's so easy to kind of go, to kind of treat it like other linear developmental models that exist that really are hierarchical just by their nature. And not that hierarchy is bad in any way either, right? But, um, but, so, so there's that inclination to say, okay, third stage is better than second stage or first stage. But then the deeper that we've gone into the system, you know, for me, spending time with you and studying under you is that, um, is that there's such a complexity to everybody's journey that you could never know, right? I mean, you could never know. I mean, somebody might be in first stage, but it's their 50th go around yeah. and they might be a very old soul. I mean, 50 is not a high number, but you know, um, but they may be a very old soul yes. and um, you know, and, and someone else might be in third stage, but they're not as old of a soul. And so there, you cannot even compare. There are so many factors and because it's such a circular model in so many ways, um, there's no way of comparing and building a hierarchy here, at least not with our limited human minds. No, yeah, definitely. definitely. Yes. And our divine minds probably would have no need to build one anyway. So. Yeah, uh -huh. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. That's, uh, <laughs> if you want to go, if you want to play in the sandbox, fine. I don't mind. <laughs> yes. Right. 
<laughs> so, okay, next question. Um, how do free will and destiny operate in third stage astrology? Yes. Well, third stage astrology is a way of mapping our free will choices on all levels of consciousness. And destiny represents the map of our free will choices on all levels of consciousness. <laughs> that would be the, the, the um, distilled answer to that question. <laughs> so it's really interesting because in the way that you're speaking, you're not pitting destiny and free will against each other in any way. No. Um, and so could you just go into that a little bit more and describe how destiny maps our free will choices. Yeah. Well, astrology maps the free will choices in the form of destiny. So right. our destiny is what we choose. Now, there is an old astrological saying, which is that character is destiny. Hmm. And you really can look at the chart, and the entire chart shows the person's childhood experience. The entire chart shows the soul's choices. And the entire chart also shows the soul's history. They're all, they, they all interpenetrate one another and they, they aren't separate from one another. Mm -hmm. So, you know, there's also this whole concept even outside of astrology. How much of, um, how much of our expression has to do with how we were raised, how much of it is yeah. our free will choice, how much of it is our, our genetics. And, you know, but they're all, they, they don't, they're not separate from one another. They all they're all interpenetrate into one picture so it's it's a it's it's kind of a challenging thing one thing that's that's very important when we look at an astrological chart it it's it's a it's an imprint of what occurred at the moment of birth mm -hmm. which at, when we are when we are coming into incarnation we are in our most purified point of being because we've gone through the whole process of being in that life cycle, and then there's a whole intricate life cycle that takes place from death to birth, just like there's a life cycle that takes place from birth to death. And a big feature of that life cycle that takes place from death to birth is to cleanse and purify the soul and make it most holy itself. Mm. So at the moment that we come into birth, we are most holy ourself. And we are also entering into a relationship with this material plane as our most whole self with all of our intentions, with all of our soul's memories, with the strongest free will of what we want to do in this new lifetime. And because life is all in a state of oneness and is constantly reflecting us to ourselves at all times anyway, at that moment of birth, when we are at our most purest self and we are creating our most powerful free will intentions, that the universe itself aligns with, in, in perfect symmetry with what all of that is. Hmm. And our, so our destiny is an expression of our highest form of free will. Now, when we get into the physical plane, everything is so intensely concentrated. And that is what's, what's the tremendous value of being in the physical plane. We, we experience things in such precision we experience things in, a, in such tremendous complexity. We are here to learn eventually how to operate in this very dense, precision-oriented environment with all of our faculties intact. So mm -hmm. all of our higher spiritual perspectives and understanding 
and every level of our being is the goal for all of us is to be as whole and intact within this physical arena as possible. So we become a perfect crystalline expression of our purest identity and our purest purpose. Mm. But once we are here and we haven't mastered that all yet, gee, it's, you know, it's not, a, it's not that hard to do, right? <laughs> We're going to be a little out of a touch with some of those pure parts of ourselves that have created free will intentions that we then see separated out and we see it as destiny. Mm, People get right. confused, you know, is like sometimes they think of the destiny as this is the thing that I desire most of all that I hope is guaranteed to me, like mm -hmm. destined true love. And sometimes people think of destiny as, well, it was my destiny, it, it might be in my destiny to have some horrendous, horrific, horrible thing happen to me. And yes. that's the feeling that both of these things are out of our control, really. So we're hoping that it's our destiny to have our true love. We're really hoping yes. it's not our destiny exactly. to have a horrible train wreck of a lifetime. <laughs> yes, exactly. And, and that's, that's separating it all out. So the, the, you, we misuse astrology when we look at it as, these things are written in stone and mean this is the specific thing that must happen to you at a certain time, whether you want it or not. <clears throat> That's when astrology becomes a prison or it is turned into a prison that denies us our free will, that denies us our divinity. And it, therefore, that's why it's so important to see the different layers of the chart and what, they, what their purpose really is mm. and how even though they are an expression of our soul's free will and intent at the moment of birth, our soul's history that it carries with us at the moment of birth, that is all still a pure form of divine clay that we're here to keep working with and shaping. Mm -hmm. so none of it is going to, to, to trap us into any specific direction, really. Some yes. Of it, hmm? No, go on. Some of it, unfortunately, can represent real divine potentials that because we haven't learned how to master all these different layers, we might not be able to fully actualize because we yeah. fell down and didn't quite make it and fulfill everything that it was our free will intention. But the, the real purpose of astrology is to give us the tools to maximize our capability of, of manifesting all of these things that we started out wanting to create. <laughs> right. So one thing that you say often is, you know, the energies must, the energies um, apparent in a chart must express, but how they express can change. And so, you know, one of the ways that we get stuck in this kind of free will versus destiny question is, okay, uh, I have a Neptune transit coming up. Oh crap, I better go hide under a rock and not do anything, you know, because I'm definitely going to blunder or, you know, um, make a mistake somehow um, and mess it all up. But, you know, what I'm hearing you say is that actually that energy is, is energy. It's Neptunian energy. But depending on how conscious we are and the more conscious we are, we actually do have access to that part of us that can make a choice right. from a soul level in the moment and actually steer that transit in a, you know, so it's like you've agreed to have a guest come and visit you. You're going to pick him up at the train station. and His name is Neptune. So how are you going to interact with that guest? <laughs> right. That you already agreed you were going to meet with at this particular time. And yes. that he or she, if you want to consider Neptune as female, doesn't matter. We're going to work together to look at a certain area of your lives together. 
Right. I think, uh oh, Neptune's going to lie to me and deceive me and trick me. Well, we're going in there, you know, already, already really nervous. So we're going to have a, a we're going to have a defensive attitude towards our relationship with that with that divine principle because every planet as it transits is the expression of a particular divine principle. Mm-hmm. 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 What's mm-hmm. also quite interesting is that the newer planets, which means planets that they've always been there, but humans weren't consciously aware of them. So when they were discovered in Uranus in the 18th century and Neptune in the 19th century, Pluto in the 20th century, people didn't quite know what they were. Astrologers had to observe, okay, what are these, what are these energies? What do they appear to do in our reality? And over time, humans have gained the ability to assimilate what their deeper spiritual principles of these planets are. So when they first showed up, they seemed like they were causing a lot of trouble. (laughs) Over time, they've started to become more and more beneficial to us. And it isn't that the planets changed, it's that human consciousness changed to be able to assimilate the higher principles that those planets stand for. Yep. Yep. That's really, really fascinating. Um, And it's a good lesson because something that shows up and we feel frightened of um may be because we're actually just not familiar with how to work with it yet in a creative way Hmm. now when we interact with these planetary energies that are facets of divine consciousness we certainly learn stuff we didn't know before because it would be pretty boring in life if we went along we never learned anything new (laughs) and so a lot one thing i found kind of fascinating is Many times I or other people I've known have had some important transit coming up and we're either convinced it's going to be this good thing that we think we want, or we're afraid it's going to be some bad thing that we don't want. And it turns out to be completely opposite of what we expected, even though there is still tremendous evolution in that area that that transit represents. Mm. (laughs) And it's because it's showing us something new. It's showing us what we didn't know before. Yes. Saturn transit, I find, really, really does that a lot because Saturn's purpose when it's transiting is to help us dig down and dig up what's going on in the subconscious level. The symbol for Saturn actually is the scythe, which is the mm-hmm. written symbol, is, is the glyph of a scythe, which is cultivating the soil, cultivating the earth. So it's cultivating what's going on in the subconscious level in that area of our lives. And mm-hmm. most of us have a lot of ambivalence about every area of our lives. And we can't live in that state of ambivalence about every area of our lives. So we choose one side or the other, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know? Mm-hmm. So Saturn's gonna go into my seventh house. I've always wanted a relationship, but you suppress the part of you that doesn't really want a relationship for a whole bunch of reasons. So then Saturn goes into your seventh house and suddenly you're really aware of all the reasons you don't want a relationship. Mm. I'm just using that as an example, because everybody's gonna have a different experience with, mm-hmm. with with particular transits mm-hmm. so i'll never want to get married and suddenly saturn goes into your seventh house and look at that a year later this person got married they said they'd never get married but there we go we've got the other side of the coin that mm-hmm. was always a part of us anyway mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. that's really fascinating yeah yeah well are there any other questions that seem like they belong in this video yeah, I don't know. I'm trying to think if there's anything else. Um, I can't think of anything else off the top of my head, actually. Yeah, let me try and see. Hmm. Hmm. 
I don't think I can either. I think my colleague maybe can complete that. We can always do a part two if any. That's right. Come up with a whole bunch of questions. <laughs> yes. Thanks, everyone. Yeah. <laughs>